When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Postgame Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. This is your host, Will DeWitt, and I'm glad to be with you for this episode as today marks our 300th show. Good job! That's what I'm talking about! That right there is special! Good work! (laughs) Thanks, Coach. Now, I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. You're what makes this show possible. Without your support, we would not be here. So I really hope that you understand how much I appreciate you. Whether you're listening for the first time, you've been here since day one, or anywhere in between, just know. And remember, we genuinely appreciate the time that you dedicate to listening to our show. Now, I'm very excited to see where the next 300 take us, but for now, we need to get back to work. This week, Will Ingalls and I have combined our weekly matchups and keys podcast. So before I get to my three keys to the game, I'm going to take a step aside and hand it off to Mr. Ingalls for his five matchups of the week. So, Will, over to you. Thank you, Will. And coincidentally, as this is a big milestone for our podcast, it's also a big milestone for the Bears. This game gives them the opportunity to go 5-3 at the 8-game mark. The last time they were able to do that, 2013, and then Week 17 they had a chance to go to the playoffs. You think about that the year before, they were 7-1 at the 8-game mark and also in Week 17 had a chance to go to the playoffs. So this game obviously has a lot of big implications, as this podcast does. So without further ado, let's break it down. Podcast episode 300, we're going to give you the five key matchups for this Week 9 tilt at the Buffalo Bills. So let's kick it off. Matchup number one, Zay Jones versus Kyle Fuller. So when looking at the Buffalo Bills offense, obviously there aren't going to be a whole lot of numbers that pop. This has been an offense that struggles to find its footing for the entirety of the season, just like it struggled to find consistent quarterback play. However, Zay Jones is the guy that stands out from other receivers. He has 25 receptions on the year, 
281 yards and one touchdown. Obviously, those numbers still don't pop, but he is by far the most consistent receiver as far as an outside threat for the Buffalo Bills. He catches about 60% of his targets, and if you look at their other major threat on the outside, Calvin Benjamin only hauls in about 40% of his targets. So if there's going to be one place that a quarterback who feels under fire like Nathan Peterman is going to look, it's going to be at Zay Jones, who, to his credit, has really developed his route running a little bit more this year and has become a quarterback-friendly target. Matchup on him should be our number one corner, Kyle Fuller. He's having a solid year, six passes defended and three interceptions. However, last uh, last week we saw a couple of questionable decisions. The one that really stands out to me was for that New York Jets touchdown drive. He wanted to go for the pick, uh, mistimed his jump a little bit, and allowed a large completion. Uh, and that allowed the Jets drive to keep going. And as I mentioned before, eventually resulted in a touchdown. This isn't a week to gamble. This is a week to make sure that you get the receiver down and line up and play football. The Buffalo Bills are really going to struggle to move the ball against any defense, let alone one that is as quality as the Bears. So for Kyle Fuller, key here, try to prevent the completion, but if a completion happens, just make sure you get Zay Jones down and line up and play another down of football. The Bears are a much better team. Don't let a big play happen uh, that allows Buffalo to get some momentum and more importantly, points on the board because they've really struggled to do that this year. Moving on to matchup number two, we have defensive end for the Buffalo Bills, Jerry Hughes versus the consistent left tackle of the Chicago Bears, Charles Leno Jr. Yes, this matchup is back after a brief hiatus, but Charles Leno Jr. is back within my key matchups. Jerry Hughes has racked up a solid season to this point with four and a half sacks, 22 tackles, but most importantly, three forced fumbles. Those are game-changing plays where you can force a turnover on defense and obviously sacking the quarterback along with that can possibly get into a young quarterback's head like Mitchell Trubisky. However, protecting Mitchell Trubisky from Jerry Hughes is going to be what has become a stalwart on uh, the Chicago Bears' offensive line for the last few years, and he's only solidifying that this year. Charles Leonard Jr. Now, if you haven't got a chance, Steve Letizia wrote an article on our blog this week, did a really great job uh, talking about how Charles Leonard Jr. is really consistent, and uh, I believe the word he uses is underrated, so really great. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Reed, I uh, would recommend checking that out if you haven't already. Looking at the pro football focus grades, he is the eighth-ranked tackle, and that is a grade that I completely stand behind. I mentioned it before. Pro football focus is not always the most reliable resource, but this is one I fully agree with and a grade that I think he deserves and hopefully kind of serves to break that underrated uh, tagline that he has to this point in the year. Moving on to matchup number three, it is safety Micah Hyde versus wide receiver Taylor Gabriel. Micah Hyde should be a familiar name to most Bear fans as he was a prominent player on the Green Bay Packers defense for some time. He kind of played that uh, hybrid corner safety but sometimes in-box linebacker role that Bryce Callahan plays for us now. Uh, he racked up a lot of numbers playing that role in Green Bay and had a very productive first year in Buffalo. However, this year, not quite the same story. Only 29 tackles in just one pass defended to this point in the year. No interceptions or big splash plays that kind of made Micah Hyde a hot commodity in the free agent market a couple years ago. Going up against him will be Taylor Gabriel, obviously a guy with game-breaking speed. However, as I mentioned in the past, he has really developed his ability to run intermediate and short routes. 
Uh, currently to this year, he has 34 receptions, 381 yards, and two touchdowns, and he'll be leading the charge for the wide receiving core, especially if Allen Robinson is not able to give it a go. Obviously, the big play threat that Taylor Gabriel provides is going to be an interesting matchup to watch with the safety like Micah Hyde lined up across from him. A historically successful safety, but to this point in the year, uh, not quite the same stats. We'll see if that trend continues on Sunday. Moving on to matchup number four, we're going to have linebacker Matt Milano versus quarterback Mitchell Trubisky of the Chicago Bears. There's a reason why there are now three matchups in a row for the Bears offense. That's because I think this Bills defense is a little bit underrated. I understand that the Bears defense will be going against an inferior quarterback uh, with Nathan Peterman lining up under center. However, there's going to be some interesting matchups and important matchups for the Bears offense to undertake. And this is yet another one of those. Matt Milano's been kind of the guy who's doing it all for the Bills right now. He's second on the team with tackles. He has a sack, five passes defended, and one interception. He can do it all, and he is all over the field. I mentioned that with a couple of players for the Jets last week. Mitchell Trubisky has had an interesting trend over the last couple weeks. Uh, an extremely accurate passer. His season overall is 64.6% completion percentage. However, the last two games, it hasn't quite been the case. He is 42 of 79, which is only a 53% completion percentage. In a game like this, you want to make sure the clock keeps running and you want to have an efficient game overall. And one way to ensure an efficient performance is making sure that the ball is not hitting the ground on offense. Another interesting trend to bring up for Mitchell Trubisky, he has rushed for over 50 yards in three of the last four games. So uh, when you think about it, the Bears offense last couple weeks, a focus and emphasis has been placed on targeting the middle of the field and also with how much uh, Mitchell Trubisky would like to rush. Matt Milano is going to be a big part of the Buffalo Bills uh, game plan to make sure that they're slowing down Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears offense as a whole on Sunday. And here we are, matchup number five, our game breaker of the week. I'm going on a completely different path that I never have done before for our matchups this year. Is going to be the Chicago Bears versus themselves. We know exactly what this Buffalo Bills team is to this point. They are easily an inferior opponent. However, this is a game that is on the road. This is a game that features a solid defense on the part of the Buffalo Bills. Regardless of the Bears are the better team, they need to play to their standards and not play down to the Buffalo Bills. That's how you end up in a trap game is when you play down to your competition. We saw that a couple weeks ago uh, on Monday night, the Green Bay Packers playing the 49ers. When you play down to your competition, dangerous things can happen. If the Bears go on there and execute what they're supposed to execute, this, sh this game should be out of reach early on. However, if you play with an opponent, you're leaving yourself open to losing a game that you really shouldn't. And at this point, that would really cripple the Chicago Bears' chances. I just mentioned above how important it is to have a really good record in the first half of the season. 5-3 and three puts the Bears in a great position to make a playoff push down the second half of the year. But first, they got to play up to their standards. They can't beat themselves. Now that we've gone through all our five key matchups, it's time to break it down right here with my weekly running edge, where I give you who should come out on top with each matchup I provided to this point. Now back up to the top, number one, Kyle Fuller versus Zay Jones. Fuller is by far the better player. I think Nathan Peterman will have a hard time getting Zay Jones the ball, regardless of how good of routes he runs. I think Kyle Fuller will have an efficient tackling day. I think he's learned uh, to an extent that he doesn't need to be a ball hawk on certain plays and against certain teams. You just need to do your job, as the Belichick phrase goes, and I think he'll do that to a T on Sunday. Kyle Fuller takes this matchup number one in favor of Chicago. Now on to matchup number two, Jerry Hughes versus Charles Leonard Jr. 
I have not picked against Charles Leno Jr. a very long time, and that's because he has not given me a single reason to believe he will not go into a stadium in a game and complete his job to the best of his ability. I think this week is another example of that. Edge, Chicago Bears. Matchup number three, Micah Hyde versus Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel is not a guy I ever want to see uh, if I'm not having a great season and I don't have momentum. He has, like I mentioned, game-breaking speed and big playability. Taylor Gabriel is going to get on the stat sheet against the Buffalo Bills, and he's going to take yet another matchup for the Chicago Bears. On to matchup number four, Matt Milano versus Mitchell Trubisky. I think Mitchell Trubisky bounces back this week. I think he would view his uh, contest against the New York Jets as a disappointing one. He's been a self-motivated quarterback so far to this point, and he has fixed a lot of things that early on we saw him struggle with. There are a few still lingering issues, especially with footwork breaking down on certain plays. However, I think he and Matt Nagy dedicated themselves, and if you listen to the mic'd up portion from Matt Nagy from this week, they dedicated on focusing on one half of playing excellent football. Mitchell Trubisky came out and had a rather efficient second half. I think the battle cry for this week has been now putting it together for an entire contest. We're going to see Mitchell Trubisky come out and play an excellent game in an efficient game. Edge, Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears. And that brings us to our game breaker, matchup number five, the Bears versus themselves. I guess when you think about it, the Bears win this matchup either way. However, I really think the Bears are going to come out on fire. They understand the opportunity that lies before them. I think Matt Nagy's definitely had that uh, the focus on making sure this team's 5-3 and three and in a good position to make a playoff push. I think the Bears come out and they have a very good game against the Buffalo Bills. And that wraps it up. Hope you can break out your brooms because that is a clean sweep five matchups in favor of your Chicago Bears. How fitting for it on our 300th episode of the podcast. But without further ado, you guys have three keys that will unlock a Chicago Bears victory against the Buffalo Bills. And for that, I'm going to hand us back off to the fearless leader of the Bears brothers, Will DeWitt. Take us away, good sir. Fearless leader. I really like that. Thanks, Will. I really enjoyed those matchups this week. And I agree that the one of the big ones will be, in fact, that the Bears must not beat themselves. Because in many ways, if Chicago loses, it's going to be due to just that. But all right, let's go ahead and get into my keys for this Week 9 game. And my very first key, protect the football. Now, I want to admit, coming up for three keys to this game was a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Because really, no matter how you try to cut it, the Bears should win this game simply because they are the better team. Now, in a game like this, it should be relatively simple to find a way to come out with the win. But do you know one way in which the Bears can end up losing? By not taking care of the football. The Bills lead the NFL in forced fumbles with 14. So the Bears must be careful with the ball and protect it at all costs. By turning the ball over, it will do so many things that the Bears do not want to happen. It will give Buffalo confidence a chip on their shoulders. It would give their anemic offense potentially very good field position. It would turn up the volume of that already hostile Bills crowd. It would give the Bills more prime scoring opportunities. Really, it's those type of plays that can keep inferior opponents in the thick of it and even could enable them to steal the victory. Now just look at what happened against Minnesota. After the Bills scored, their defense answered with not one, but two strip sacks that translated to 10 points. That's why the Vikings lost. They were in a deep hole before they knew it. And if the same things happened to the Bears, it could be checkmate. Now, like I mentioned, the Bills do a great job at forcing fumbles. Their 2.6 forced fumbles per game is the most in the NFL. And Jerry Hughes, he leaves the team with three, so make sure to keep an eye on him. Now, hopefully the Bears place an emphasis on protecting the ball this week, as it'll be crucial 
in this final outcome on Sunday. So for the Bears, key number one must be to protect that ball at all costs. Jumping right into my second key this week, force Buffalo to be one-dimensional, a.k.a. stop the run. With Nathan Peterman under center this week, the Bills are going to do everything in their power to establish the run as they want to take the ball out of Peterman's hand as much as possible. I don't think I need to run through the numbers as to why, but just in case you forgot, 11.4% of his career throws are interceptions. Peterman only averages 3.4 yards per throw, and his career completion percentage, only 45.7. Now, of course, another added bonus of establishing the run for Buffalo would be to keep the ball out of the hands of the Bears' offense that is third in the NFL in terms of time of possession. Buffalo, it wants to ensure that its defense is fresh. Going- How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Up against the Bears offense that's full of weapons all over the field. And the only way to combat this would be to attempt to establish a run against the Bears' third-ranked run defense. And the Bears should be able to handle whatever Buffalo throws at them when it comes to running the ball, as they're not particularly good at it. Buffalo's top two backs only average about 60 yards per game on the ground combined. Last week, the Bears were holding the Jets under two yards per carry for most of the game, which was a great sign as the defense did struggle stopping their run against the Dolphins and the Patriots the two weeks prior. Now, the Bills are most effective when they run the ball between the tackles. That's where they average about 4.3 yards per carry. So in order to stop that, all eyes are on the big guys like Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks, as well as the inside linebackers Trevathan and Roquan Smith to kind of stop them in their tracks. By shutting down Buffalo's ground game, especially on those early downs, it will force the Bills and Nathan Peterman into obvious throwing situations on third down, which is the exact situation that Vic Fangio and that defense wants to be in. And you better believe the Bills will do everything they can to avoid those types of situations. So in short... Stop the run and force the Bills to beat you with Nathan Peterman. And now this week's third key, well, it's the exact opposite of my second key. The Bears need to establish a run and get Jordan Howard going. Last week, we saw Howard have his best game of the Matt Nagy era, and the Bears should follow it up by giving him more opportunities against the Bills. Even though I believe the Bills will want to establish a run themselves, the Bears should aim to do so as well, but for different reasons. For Chicago... Establishing the run should only help Mitch Trubisky. Just take a look what the Bills did to Tom Brady. They held him to only a 64% completion rate and out of the end zone. He did end up with over 300 yards, but again, he was unable to throw for a score. And the week prior against Indianapolis, the Bills held Andrew Luck to half of Brady's yard total, only 156 yards. But Luck was able to throw for four touchdowns and complete 74% of his throws. So what's the difference? Well, the Patriots were only able to run for 78 yards, and they had to use their wide receivers to even reach that total. Whereas the Colts backs, they combined for over 220 yards on the ground, and they were averaging nearly 7 yards per carry. The Colts did a great job of establishing the run, and then in turn, when they ran the play fake, it worked really well. The Bills' defense is aggressive, and this is perhaps one of the best ways to counter that. So for the Bears... Make Buffalo over-pursue, even if it's just one misstep. 
a slight pause. Those are all you need to open up higher percentage windows in the NFL. This season, Trubisky has an 103 passer rating off of play action, and if the Bears can establish a run against Buffalo like the Colts were able to do, they should be able to pick their spots through the air and take care of business, especially in the red zone. Just give the Bills' defense more to think about. If all they need to worry is about Trubisky dropping back and throwing the ball, they're going to pin their ears back and go after him and attempt to make a big-time play. The Bills' defense is probably heading into this game knowing that they're going to need to take matters into their own hands due to the ineptitude on offense. So the Bears need to ensure that doesn't happen. And wearing them down with an effective running game is the exact way that they should counter it. Well, that'll do it. That's a wrap, and episode 300 is officially in the books. Thanks again for taking the time to listen today, and we'll talk to you as soon as the final whistle blows Sunday afternoon. Hopefully, we're talking about a 5-3 and three Bears team heading into a very critical three-game divisional stretch. But until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and of course, Bear Down, Chicago. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.